What's up, everybody? It's Benny's with Benny coming to you from the Ring of Fire, the also evergreen state, home to Bigfoot rain and great wine. Some of it that I'm sipping on right now. Thank you for joining me this week. As always, I have my good friend here. Grady Havercost. And today we're excited to talk to you about motivation. So as we always do here at Benny's with Benny, we're going to start with the definition that we found on Merriam-Webster. So, this week, we're going to classify motivation as a motivating force, stimulus, or influence. Grady, what do you have to say about motivation? Man, uh, it's really interesting, and I kind of wanted to talk about college to start out with, because at least for Ben and I, um, that's kind of the most recent thing that I feel like a lot of people that are our age or probably younger. Um, it's interesting, because I look back and I'm like, man... It took me, yeah, it took me four years to get my six-year degree, but that whole time I was motivated by a piece of paper and a 50-foot walk across the stage. But it's like that piece of paper and that 50-foot walk across the stage is what gets you through. Folks, he's had enough glasses of wine. It took him six years to get his four-year oh, degree. Come on, bro. <laughs> hey, no. whatever it takes, you know. Grady, what is it that keeps you going, man? Tell me about it. I mean, you know what keeps me going is just – is happiness the people who you surround yourself with really keeps you going um for me you know if you guys have been listening the last couple weeks you know i really enjoy a good glass of whiskey um i'm all about my family and my friends um and my vinyl so it's just kind of again that positive mindset too kind of what we've been talking about the last couple weeks is really just those those things waking up that positive mindset and that positive outlook on life that's kind of what keeps me going I get. I guess, Gritty, what I'm getting from you is that what essentially gets you up in the morning is the fact that you know you are striving for better every day. Like we, we've said in these pre previous two episodes that you folks need to get up and, and strive to be better today than you were yesterday and strive to be better tomorrow than you are today. Um, you know, you, you spoke a lot about kind of your, your life's pleasures, things that bring happiness to you. And I think that's a really important thing to focus on, um, you know, because... For me, something interesting about motivation when it comes down to it is how different it is for people of various age groups. Right. You know, like uh, you brought up college. College is a great example. When you're in college, you're striving to be the best that you can be in terms of your grades, in terms of, you know, your placement in class, in terms of what kind of job you have lined up right after school. Uh, you know, and it wasn't always easy for everybody, not even myself, in terms of getting that degree and finding that willpower to, to push forward every time that you, you get that F in class or you get that C in class, whatever it is that you find a bad grade or, you know, those times where you have to skip a class to keep up on homework from other classes. You know, it's interesting for me, I guess, in terms of, of how throughout life, what keeps us going always changes. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. Um, and I kind of want to talk about, too, the people who you surround yourself with because... You know, when I was going through college, and I think I've hit on this before, in my education program, there's 28 of us, 27 women, and I was the only guy. But to be fair, that's what elementary education is. That was preparing me for my future, was learning how to read people when they don't really want to say what's on their mind or tell you exactly how they feel. Like, sometimes us guys are, we're a little bit more straightforward, but you kind of have to read their mind. Um, but typically the education world is dominated by women, um, especially elementary, and that's just how it is. But um, I kind of want to talk about who you surround yourself with because recently um, some people that are close to me have kind of gone through some tough things in their life um, just as far as, like, what they had planned. Um, and those people have kind of told me that, like, hey, 
you know, you've reminded me to be a better person and to wake up every day with a positive mindset. So tomorrow when I wake up in the morning, I'm going to call this person and I'm going to email that person so that I make sure that I'm bettering myself each day. So Ben, what do you think about like who you surround yourself with? I think, I think, you know, there's an age old saying, your friends define who you are. Your friend group is going to show people who you actually are deep down. Here we are again, yeah. Ben dropping bombs, <laughs> dropping to, massive quotes. To drop another quote, you know, I, I read this quote. I, I want to say it was either by Steve Jobs or by Elon Musk, one of the two. But he says, you know what the biggest problem is with today's society in terms of the United States? Is that people ask people who aren't where they are how to get where they want to be. You know, he says, uh, to, 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 to summarize it correctly, I believe he says, why would you ask somebody who drives a Toyota Camry what a Tesla feels like? Which, again, is materialistic, and we don't preach materialism here. We right. really don't. You know, but going back to, I guess, with who we surround ourselves with, I think you're hitting the, the, the nail on the head by saying that because it really depends on who you're around. If you're around people who push you to be better than you were yesterday, today, you're surrounding yourself with the right kind of people. And I think that's why, you know, Grady, I have so much respect for your profession because I know you both personally and professionally as a teacher. And, you know, I, I, I've seen what you bring to your students. You really push people to question themselves when they don't know something. And I think that is a huge difference between us, say, and the generation before us, say, five, ten years ago. You know, kids today have access to the internet when we didn't. Like, going through school, I don't remember using the internet to, to solve homework or to, to look things up. Probably until I was in the maybe fifth or sixth grade, I'd say. You know, even, even you know, sixth seven. grade when we had laptops. Yeah. And those were even then, those were bricks. Yeah, you know, and they were slow. That was the yeah. dial-up connection when you're on the, the Disney AOL. Channel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which kids, uh, kids, excuse me, folks, if you're listening to this and you have no idea what dial-up is, I am so happy for you, and I mean that. Right, that's a, hey, get off the computer, I'm trying to be on the phone, or, exactly. or get off the Xbox, I need your to talk to your grandma. To exactly. exactly. Back when Xbox Live lobbies were actually terrible, folks, <laughs> you right. don't understand. <laughs> you know, it blows my mind when I hear people complain about a two, three minute wait time. Like, it's like, whoa, <laughs> two, two, three minutes, minutes. come <laughs> on, you know? But I, I think surrounding yourself around successful people, people who are motivated to be better and to push you know, we spoke about the American dream last uh, last week, and before that, we spoke about happiness. Who really strive to get to where they want to be in life, in sense, motivates you to get up that next morning and be like the people who you're around, and and, and force yourself to push for what you want. And you kind of hit on a lot of good points there, Ben. But I, there's something that kind of you said in the beginning there, and you talked about the generational divide and the generational kind of gap in motivation. And I really want to hit on that idea of. What generates us compared to what generates our, or what generates us? Oh gosh, I'm sorry, guys. What motivates us? What motivates our parents? And what motivates kids that are, or people that are younger than us by, I don't know, 10, 15 years? Okay. And I want to start with the maybe 10, 15 years or younger. Okay. And as you know, I've talked about, I'm a teacher here. And for kids in elementary, we like to motivate them with a carrot. Okay, with some sort of reward at the top. Like, if you do this, this will happen. You're telling me kids these days eat their vegetables? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we like to think so. <laughs> okay. Um, but anyways, you know, you, you motivate them with that, that, uh, that reward at the end of the line. 
um, you reward them with a piece of candy or, a, you know, time with their parents or a video game or time spent on their tablet. Oh my gosh. Parents, I don't know how many times I've heard tablet time, electronic time. Like, that wasn't even a thing. That's BS. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interrupt you here, Grady. That, folks, let me tell you something. Those things, when you reward your kid with a materialistic object, but, even though okay, it can work. No, but here's the thing. you got to think about this, Ben. It works. It does. And if it, if it if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I guess. Okay. But I think it, it is it is exactly what you hit on, though. The generational difference. When I was a kid, what used to motivate me was the fact that my dad would let me go out and ride my bike with my neighbor friends. But you got to think of where you're from and how you grew up. Exactly. It's different. Exactly. Okay. It is. And I think that's that's kind of what we're what we're chasing around here, in terms of the differences that I guess where we find our motivation generationally has to do with how we grow up and where we grow up. Right. And I think, you know, sorry to interrupt you again with that tablet time, with the, you know, kids these days are, are craving that, I guess, experience that all of their friends, all of those people around them are getting. Well, and you know what it is too? It's instant satisfaction. That tablet time, I'm playing a game, boom, that's going to give me a reminder that I got it and I'm successful at something in no time. That's why you're playing that game. That's where I go home and play that game when I'm laying in bed. <laughs> because it gives me that like, ah, oh, I got it. I got 100 gold coins. Or, you know, I got three in a row on the slots machine. That's why we do those things. It is. I mean, I, I think to, to kind of not really change direction, but to talk about, I guess, our parents. Right. And the generation older than us. I have mm -hmm. an older sister. You have an older sister. Mm -hmm. um, what would you say motivates them? Would you say it's closer to, to instant satisfaction or is it long-term quote-unquote success is it long-term quote-unquote achievement well gosh it's so hard you know I think there's different levels of motivation when I look at my sister I look at like okay wow she's successful like she's got the family she's got the house she's married she's got kids she's got dogs like she has so the American dream folks right <laughs> she has so-called what I see as made it for her she sees greater for herself which I think is awesome but when I think of her motivation, her motivation is probably to raise her kids and raise her girls to be better women in the future than she was when she was a kid. And that's what gets her going in the morning. Um, and I think just like it, as far as motivation goes for an older generation, it, it's going to look different as your life develops and evolves. And, you know, Grady, I really liked what you said there to raise her girls. She has two girls, if mm -hmm. I'm not wrong, mm -hmm. better than she was. I right. guess, to be better than she was. That brings me to one of my, my favorite stories and one of my favorite quotes that I've ever read in my life. And again, dropping these bombs, folks. Dropping quotes, <laughs> and we're only 10 minutes in. Only Bro. 10 minutes in. I think that, is this my third quote already? Dude. <laughs> but He only has one written down on the paper, guys. I know. <laughs> He's already dropped three quotes. Who is this man? It keeps me going, folks. But it's Albert Einstein. He said, in life, you should strive to be a value, not a success. And tying that in to one of Another quote that I read. Been nice. <laughs> oh my god. Another quote this, where it's, this man's lives you know, on quotes. Because my, my father and I have a have a very close relationship. And granted, you know the relationship my father and I have. It's not the quote unquote ideal relationship for a father and son to have, but it's a very strong one. You know, right. my dad is oftentimes I say my best friend, which a lot of people find weird when I say, but he's somebody I can console in, but somebody who also puts a lot of pressure on me that shouldn't be pressure that you put on a twenty four year old. But oftentimes it, it helps me grow to be better than the man he was. And that brings me back to the quote. You know, a father tries to raise his son to be a man that he wanted to be. Somebody who can deal with what he wanted 
you know, what he wanted to deal with, but didn't have the strength through or knowledge to. And you know, when I think about my parents and my dad specifically, um, it's funny, he kind of told me something very similar the other night. And I didn't really like, could have took me a minute to think about what he said. Um, but he just said, you know, when I was your age, I didn't have the wisdom that you have at your age now. I wasn't thinking about the things that you're thinking of. I wasn't doing a podcast with my buddy <laughs> and talking about those things out loud and trying to spread that word. He said, you might not be where I am right now, but think about it. I'm 60. Gosh, I'm so sorry, dad. 60 something years old. I'm going to just say that to be safe. And yeah, you've been successful in your life, but it took you a long time. And he said, you're going to be successful at whatever you do. And I think motivation wise that's what we want for our kids and our future and our families and you know what what what, what we're dancing around grady and i'm going to go ahead and go on a limb and say it it's interesting because what's motivating you right now i guess is to be as successful as your parents are but not necessarily right. not necessarily materialistically but to be i'm going to go out on a limb and say it again as happy as they are mm-hmm. at the age they're in you know, we spoke before this podcast about where my parents are in life and, and how long it took them to get where they are and what they had to do to get there. And that, in a sense, keeps me going because I always ask myself if my parents could get where they are today and they could be as successful as they are today without speaking English as their first language, coming here as immigrants for a war, what is my excuse in not waking up in the morning and try to taking, tr- trying to take advantage of every day I have here in the United States? But if you look at my brother, who's only five years younger than I am, his motivation is to be the next biggest Twitch streamer. <laughs> you but it's know? like, hey, if that's his dream, go it for is. it. Why not? You it know? is. And exactly, you know, it's just interesting for me to see, I guess, where kind of the, the, the difference of... That's that generational divide. It is. Yeah. It is, you know, and it, it's something that a lot of folks, I, you know, I think that's what, what a lot of parents have trouble with in talking with their kids about is understanding that the time their kids are growing up in and what motivates their kid is going to be night and day different from what motivated them. Well, and it's interesting, too, because a lot of the kids that I work with, they will go on YouTube and they will watch kids play video games instead of playing them. And it's like, I don't get that. I don't like, get it it's, either. It's super weird, but, but. it's like <laughs> Ben's brother streams this stuff. Shout out, hashtag XTrinzy, yes, whatever your brother You thing. got it right. Okay. Um, but that's what he does. And honestly, if you find something you can do and you make money off of it and you can support yourself, why do not? It. Like, do it. You know, but it's interesting that you bring that up because even even that watching other kids play video games, we find that so weird. For me, it is, right. you know, when, when my brother came to me and asked me to help him build a PC to stream video games, I was thinking to myself, I'm only, again, I'm only five years older than he is. I was, I was like, who would sit down and watch you play video games? Like, who does that? But What's at the, the same time, yeah. my brother would never sit down and watch a full football game. But we get together almost every Sunday and watch a full football game. You know yeah, what I mean? Dude, it's, that's nuts. It, it, it is. You know, it's crazy to think about. But obviously, we're past our primes. You know, right. I don't want to physically past our primes, maybe. But mentally Bro. not. I mean, I guess you're not. You're a stud. But, you know, dude, me, I'm. <laughs> you know? But in terms of what exactly it is that, that keeps us going. You know, growing up as a kid, I never had the, mo- the quote-unquote motivation or goal to be a professional athlete. You know, I never had the, the dream of being the next big... Michael Jordan or the next Kobe Bryant, RIP, or the next LeBron James. I was wanting to be president with a pet alligator. That was my (laughs) goal. And then I was wanting to be an astronaut. And then I wanted to be a lawyer. And then I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And then I wanted to be, I don't even know what I wanted to be after that. I can't remember. But it was something that, you know, I would set these goals for myself that were so 
different from the goals that people that are younger than us are setting for themselves. And I love to see it. I love to see that that is changing. But I guess going back to our, our original question, has motivation changed over the time? Do you think that my brother or, you know, kids that you're teaching these days are motivated more by materialistic success and money? Or is it more of achieving what we spoke about last week, that American dream? Well, it's really tough because I'm going to, I'm going to start with kind of the younger generation. We I talk about younger generation. I'm talking like, you know, seven to early teen, 12, 13 age. Um, it's, it's just really interesting because I try and when I'm in the classroom, yeah, we have to teach academics. Yeah. We have to teach them how to, you know, solve math problems and reading comprehension and make inferences and do science and like be in school and do social things. But I'm also trying to teach them life skills. So I have a lot of students that struggle to find motivation because they've never really been taught what motivation is That's, and what it that. really means. And I so love to hear that. sometimes I pull kids back to my desk and I have everybody kind of go sit down. If I have a line at my desk or I, I pull a kid out in the middle room and I'll just kind of talk to him about like, okay, what does your mom do when you go to school? And they're like, oh, my mom works from home. Okay, what does your dad do? Or what does your other mom do? Or what does your other dad do? Like, what do your parents do when you are at home or what is your whoever you live with what do they do when you go to school and their answer is well they go to work and we have a conversation of like okay what do they do at work and I kind of try and get to know them as a student not in my classroom but outside of the classroom but I also try and talk to them about like look they're going to work and earning money so that you can have these things your job is to do your best in school so that in the future you can be better than they are you can achieve more you can have that motivation and you can see that when you get that a on that test you realize oh wow look at all that hard work i just put into that that's what motivated me and and you know i love that you brought that up because i think that you know as we as we grow older man and as we as we see these advances advances in technology and and you know these lives that are fabricated i'm going to say the word fabricated on social media people who are living these lavish lives, but deep down inside, they're not doing what it is they actually want to do. We're seeing more of a divide in terms of what actually, what kids think success is. You know, even my brother, my brother has never in his life worked a 40 hour work week. He's 19 years old. For a lot of people, that's a wow statement. You know, he's, he's not going to school right now because he doesn't do well with online classes and I don't blame him. I wouldn't do well in online classes. I like more of hands-on learning where I can actually speak to my teacher. Like your students get to speak to you, person to person versus opening a laptop screen and sitting in a Zoom class for an hour and a half, two hours, and, you know, trying to learn something from there. It's hard. It is. Yeah, I can't imagine. But, you know, it's, it's the times that we're in. Right. But at the same time, I, I go back to that, you know, what you said of, I feel like kids don't understand how hard it is to put food on the table. Well, you know, how hard it is to, to, to buy that new backpack, to get that new iPhone. You know, oftentimes kids are, are pressured you know, that younger generation, and I feel like it, it's not necessarily just the younger generation, it was us back then too, where we see all of our friends, you know, getting these things and we don't, or some kid doesn't get it and we have it, and then we make a point to quote unquote brag about it or flash it, whereas we don't know everybody's situation and what those parents are doing just to get that kid to school and back. Well, I have to be really careful when we talk about motivation to kids, because I feel like as adults, a lot of parents they talk to their kids down to them like you have no idea what it means to put food on the table and do this and do that but it's like you're right they don't that's exactly. a nothing argument that you're just going to make them feel bad for who they are and what they're doing so it's like yeah that kid 
is just going to be a kid. They only know what they know. And so when I talk to those kids, first of all, I got to build a relationship with them so that they trust me to talk about things that are hard. And they trust me to also be like, hey, I need to be real with you right now, but I'm also your friend. And I'm also going to like give you some guiding advice as a teacher. And I think you bring up a good point, man. Trust. Yeah. You know, I said earlier that my dad is my best friend mm-hmm. and I, I will never forget Grady. My dad was always, you know, he, he always worked really hard to make sure that my family and I were taken care of. And I remember when I first started going to elementary school, you know, I would get on the bus around 8, 8, 8.30 in the morning and my dad would usually have to work around 7, 7.30 and I would be up. And he would always look at me and he would always say, Ben, if something happens to me, you are the man, the of, man this of this house. house. Yep. And I've told you this time and time again. Mm-hmm. And you know that the way you and I think is very different from people in, you know, our age. It's, it's kind of the sense of responsibility where I have moved out. I'm starting my quote unquote own life. But every night I go to sleep and I wonder... Are my parents okay with their bills? And I know they are. Is my sister okay with her bills? And I know she is. Is my brother okay with his computer? Is his computer performing the way it should? You know? But I, you know, I don't want to sound rude when I say this. I don't think I get that same response from my brother and sister. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't I don't think that, you know, I guess maybe it's because they still live at home. They they understand what it means to live alone and to be the the quote unquote man of the house or the woman of the house, the person who's responsible for those bills and for those big expenses in life. And I think you, you, you brought up a really good point where you said a kid shouldn't know that kind of pressure. A kid shouldn't know what it means to fall back on a bill because that's going to bring them down. They're going to feel stressed about something they can't change. Right. And when you feel stressed about things you can't change, you're going to feel stressed about things you can change. And going back to the main point, the motivation to succeed, the motivation to pursue your dreams and your goals is going to vanish if you're more focused on, oh my God, can my parents afford this new backpack that I want? Can my parents afford this new tablet that I need? Can my parents afford whatever it is that I want that all of my friends are having? And as an eight-year-old, you really shouldn't have to worry about that. You know, Um, If mom or dad says no, then eventually you'll kind of learn and you'll kind of learn why. Um, But in terms of I want to go back to trust and I want to kind of talk about, I want to hit on that a little bit and success. And when I'm in the classroom and when I'm working with kids, I always start with four words. And in order to be successful with, it doesn't matter who it is, whether it's your, you know, so-called teacher, whether it's your parent that's teaching you, whether it's your grandma that's teaching you, a friend, you have to have four things. You have to be honest. You have to show passion. You have to be respectful and you have to trust each other. Have a class 2024. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but seriously, if you don't have those four things, you can't be successful. Um, I also kind of like to slide organization in there because I know when I was in, you know, kind of later elementary, third, fourth, fifth, and as you go into middle school and high school, I was the kid with an everything folder. That's what I call, especially the boys that I work with. Girls typically seem to have it set, but. I had an everything folder. They use those color-coded markers, man, and the color-coded dude, pens. And I'm not a, trying to sound sexist or anything when I say that. Dude, but it's facts, though. It is. It is, okay. man. I think I had like four folders in my entire educational career that I just put random things in. Right. It was just an everything <laughs> folder, dude. It was just like labeled like this is math science language arts. <laughs> random. <laughs> yeah, rando. But it's like I really preach that because when a teacher asks you, hey, did you do your homework last night? And you can either look in that folder or you can BS and be like, oh, I left it at home like I used to do. Hashtag don't do it, kids. Uh, (laughs) um, But you can be honest with yourself. You can trust yourself. 
you know, hey, I know I put this in the folder and oh my, don't even try the dog ate it because that's baloney. Yeah. Come on. You know, you Dogs can, don't eat paper folks. Right. You can just be honest and trust your teacher that like, I left it at home. I will bring it tomorrow. And if you have that trusting relationship with your your professional teacher, whoever your person is, they will value you and they will respect you and even more. Grady, to go back to what we started talking about, we, 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 we kind of led down this rabbit hole, starting with people you surround yourselves with. Right. And I think you bring up a really good point. If you learn to be honest at a really early age, if you learn to trust, and I don't mean trust the wrong people. I mean, trust right. people who are a center of influence in your life. Mm-hmm. You will be successful, not mm-hmm. materialistically necessarily, but you will live a life you will grow up with values that people respect you know last week we spoke about the american dream and and finding that motivation to get up in the morning and to be better today than you were yesterday and that's what we really preach here on this podcast um you know oftentimes i hate to say it but i see a lot of my close friends who are so close to being where they want to be and even after i sit down with them and say hey xyz person you can do this you are meant for this. This is who you are supposed to be. They got to find it in themselves. That's that's a good... But, you know, I guess that's that's kind of where I'm at. Where where do you think that motivation disappears? Where do you... Do you think it stems from an early age? Or do you think it's comparison to people who are the same age they are and, and who are doing things that they can't yet do or can't afford to do? Again, I think it's who you surround yourself with. Um, and unfortunately for some people, I think it kind of... It comes from your roots, like how you were raised and... You know, you, your teachers. I mean, not to brag, but like, I've had good teachers and I've had bad teachers. I've had teachers that, to be fair, they didn't really give a shit about me out of the classroom. They just wanted me to do great on the state test so that they got a good score on their review. Like, exactly. Because as a teacher, that's what it's all about your exactly. test scores. Like, I hate it, but that's what it is about. Um, and I kind of want to talk about role models a little bit. Exactly. Because <laughs> exactly what I was so going to bring up, man. Yeah. Um, because there's one kid that I'm working with in particular and I work with him twice a week and he remembers everything that I taught last year. He's in middle school now and I had him last year. I was fortunate to have him and his family last year. And he remembers like everything that I taught him, everything that I said, he was like, Oh, do you remember when you said this? Or do you remember when you taught us this? Or do you remember when we did this, this would you rather, or that multiplication battle? Or and I'm like, dude, I don't remember any of these. Like, I just remember going up and doing my job and those are the things that motivate me. I'm like, man, I said that. Damn, I'm brilliant. <laughs> I think I think, you know, you are brilliant. I'm a damn good teacher. You are you are you are. You are. <laughs> but I, I think more so, I think what what you, what you're getting at is that it feels good to see you've made a difference in someone's life. Facts. You've made a memory for somebody that's a positive one, something that's reinforced his belief or her belief in themselves. Right. And I think, you know, we, we touched on, on role models. Both you and I know successful people, people who are not necessarily monetarily successful, but successful in terms of they're living a life that they want to live, a life that they're happy living, even if that means they have that smaller house or mm-hmm. that beat up car or whatever it is, you know, where some people would look at it and, and kind of down, you know, down them for having that or owning that. And I think, you know, as kids and, you know, even adults, like when, you know, when we watch comedies, one of our favorite movies, Borat. The opening scene of Borat. Kids, if you are younger than 18, please do not watch Borat. Okay, I'm going to go out right. and say this. Unless your parents give you permission to, you know, whatever. But even in that movie, one of the opening scenes, he's comparing himself to his neighbor. And he goes, 
He has clock. I get clock radio. He gets clock radio. I get iPad. Uh, I, I get, get iPod. He get iPod Mini. <laughs> yeah. Everybody knows it's for girls. <laughs> yeah, you know. But it's it's one of those things where we're. I feel like as a society, we're so used to looking at people who don't have the same things we have and making fun of them. You know, you're saying like, "Oh, I've made it more than this person has." When that's so wrong, folks. Like you know, Grady and I are trying to tell you that no matter what it is that you're out there, you're out there pursuing what it is you're out there trying to achieve. There is nobody who can tell you you can't do that except yourself. Right. And I know as cliche as that may sound, I know you're like, oh, wow, everybody says that. But we mean it. You know, there's a, there has been countless people who have asked me, Ben, well, you're going to open a podcast? What you know? What kind of experience do you have in, in telling people how to live their lives or what to do? And you know what I tell those people? I don't have that experience. But you know what I know? I'm a pretty damn good fiancé. I consider myself a pretty good friend. I'm there for my friends when I need to be. I consider myself a good son, a good brother. And I'm going to use that experience to help motivate people to be better than I am. And I will never once look down at somebody and say, wow, he has this and he's better than I am and I suck. No, I look at somebody and I say, good for you, person. Right. I'm going to be there one day. Maybe I'll be there 20 years after you. But I always say, I said in the past two episodes, life is not a race. It's a damn marathon, folks. There's All no right. timeline for things in life. And with the cliches, you got the quotes. Again, baby, let's go. <laughs> you got the quotes, you got the cliches. All right. Uh, there's a couple things I want to talk about. You talked about successful people, but I also want to talk about unsuccessful people because I think if you just surround yourself with successful people, you will continue to strive to like be like them because that is how society raises us to be. We of want course. to... Be like them. We want to be better than them. We want to better ourselves for that. But if you surround yourself with unsex unsuccessful people too, you'll realize that like, wow, I'm doing great for myself. Like, I want to continue to be better. But I'm also thinking like, man, those unsuccessful people, they don't have that mindset that I do. And it gives you that internal motivation too that reminds you about the external motivation that you want to have. Exactly, and I think you bring up a good a good point because, and and folks, I, I guess I want I want to clarify when when Grady's saying unsuccessful people, he doesn't mean people who have had it hard in life, right? You know, people who have had circumstances change overnight. He's talking about people who wake up in the morning and fabricate this lifestyle for themselves, right? That makes them seem like they're somebody or someone when, in fact, deep down, they're shallower than any point. The baby pool, yeah, sure, <laughs> you know. But it's 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 one of those things that, folks. You have to understand motivation is different for everyone. You know, Grady and I have been friends for a long time and what motivates us is pretty similar, but it's still different. It's not a, exactly the same. You know, we grew up in different circumstances. We grew up in different households. We grew up in different social groups, but 24 years later for me, 27 years later for Grady, I got it right this time. Um, <laughs> we're together. And, and, and the reason why we like to hang out with one another is because we have the same mindset. We always push each other to go that extra inch even when we don't believe yeah, we can do we it. We just talked about it. We were saying, dude, you can do whatever you want to be. Exactly. Do, be whatever you want to be. You know, do whatever we, you want to do, we, man. We wrote down, you know, last week we spoke about that American dream and, and we have it written down. How is it that you find that motivation for that American dream? You know, and we said last week it's different for everybody and it's something that I myself keep chasing. And I want to keep chasing, whether it's getting fit, whether it's buying a house, whether it's, you know, getting a higher educational degree, whatever it is, you want to surround yourself with people who are never going to tell you, oh, you don't need to get fit. Oh, you don't need a house. You don't need this. But not because you don't need it, because they don't want you to have it. You want to surround yourself with people who look at you and say, you think you can have it? Go out there and get it. 
Right. Go out there and try. Fail a hundred times, but succeed the hundred and first. Right. Find that motivation to to pick yourself up and to keep walking forward and moving forward, no matter how hard life gets. You know, I just I love that so much, Ben. Um, there's a specific parent. I'm not going to say the name, but um, I was on social media this week and I read a post that she posted this week. And if you're listening to this, uh, send me a send me a message. But you posted something this week on Facebook and it just it really motivated me. And it's like, wow, like you're doing this thing you didn't think was possible. I just want to read this post to you guys. And I hope it kind of motivates you to be a better person and realize that you can do whatever you want to do. Says prior to embracing my journey into my career in network marketing, I had zero confidence. And I mean zero. If I was faced with a situation that required me to speak up, I would find a way to get out of it. Even if it meant I would mess out on something, the fear would be enough to go with to go without. I would never in a million years have thought that I would be doing Facebook Facebook lives or creating videos, etc. But now these things don't worry me at all. Who knows where this will lead me? I'm sharing this with you because I, because I want the world to know that the industry has far more than a fabulous income available. The self develop the self development journey has been priceless. I knew it would help you too. My passion is what drives me. When you have a message so important to you, like helping people improve their confidence and helping people to grow within themselves on a positive personal level, then it overcomes any fears you have. Holding back or not sharing what I believe in would be selfish of me. I love that. I need to follow that person. Not literally on Facebook. You know what I mean. But uh, I'm not a stalker, folks. But uh, I love my favorite part of that where she says self-driving. See, she or he says self-driving. She. It's a she, I yeah. know. But, okay. Self-driving. Folks, we spoke last week about a video that we watched that motivated us, that said mm-hmm. every human being has a gift. You may not be aware of what that gift is. Grady and I are here recording a podcast for our 70 followers on Instagram. <laughs> you know, right. our, our friends on Facebook. And we aren't concerned with the amount of listens we get or the amount of followers we get. And side note, we're doing this for ourselves too. Exactly. Like why? Because it makes us feel better. Right. And like I said earlier, I was hit with so many people. I cannot tell you how many people told me, what are you going to podcast about? Why are you talking about this? And folks, for those of you who have been listening to me, listening to me before I, I brought Grady onto the podcast, it was hard. You know, those first few episodes have been really awkward. There's awkward pauses. There's awkward rephrases where I say the same thing over and over again. But what did I do? I didn't stop. And I'm going to keep going. And I'm going to learn that, you know what? Yeah, this episode was terrible. And it only got 10, 15 listens. But the next one got 50. And that's going to keep me going. Because the next one I want to get 75. And that keeps me pushing myself to better develop myself. And to surround myself with people like Grady who want me to get there. Well, and it's just like I tell my kids in the classroom or whether I'm tutoring or whatever I'm doing when I'm working with kids or whether I'm working with adults who have this have this give up mindset. I always say you have to fail before you can what? And they're like, learn. It's like kids know they might not want to hear it all the time. In that but exact like, voice, voice. Folks. <laughs> but seriously, you know, or you have to make a mistake before you realize what to do next. Um and I want to I want to shout out to a couple people here. Um, I want to shout out to Marcus Harvey. I want to shout out to Zach Dean. 
Um, those guys have helped create uh, the company Portland Gear. I'm sure if you if you know me, that's something that a brand that I'm very passionate about. Um, but those guys have definitely failed at some point along the way and have been super successful. But um, you know, if you're interested in the story about Portland Gear, uh, hit me up on Facebook or something. Um, super awesome success, local success story. But um, I want to focus on my buddy Zach Dean. He, uh, you know, he noticed, so he walked into Portland gear, Portland gear there, but they've been around for about six years. Um, and he walked into Portland gear year one, noticed that they needed help. He walked into the store, just put himself to work. He didn't work for them. He didn't know Marcus. He didn't know Eli. He didn't know any of the guys that worked there, but he put himself to work and guess what he does now? He runs that shit, man. (laughs) Like he worked his ass off to get in a place where he wanted to be and he lived that American dream. He is living. He is thriving. He's doing whatever he needs to do to be so-called successful right now. And folks, that's that's huge. You know what that man did? He filled a need. Right. If you've ever seen the the, the robots movie, the one with Robin Williams in it, <laughs> throwback. If you haven't seen it, I recommend seeing it. Classic. It has a lot of life lessons in it. Yeah, it really does. See a need, fill a need. And that's what he did. And you know what he did, folks? He didn't care what people were going to say. Right. He didn't feel awkward. He didn't feel pressured. He didn't... He went in there and he made a difference. He filled a need. He pushed himself to be the best that he could be to get to where he's at today. And that's what Grady and I are trying to tell you. Motivation is different, clearly. If you have kids, if you have parents, I hope your parents are still living or whatever... Ask that role, quote unquote, role model in your life. Ask that person you look up to. Ask that person who you strive to be like. What is it that motivates them? And I promise you it's going to be different than you. If they give you a one word answer, ask them to elaborate. Ask them to. You know, last week we asked you to ask people what their, what their American dreams are and what keeps them going. Well, this week I'm asking you, what is it that keeps you going? What is it that you want to achieve in life? And how are you going to get there? And I think, Ben, uh, I kind of want to wrap this up a little bit with that thought. I think that's a really great thought. But we always leave you guys with a challenge each week. And this week, I want you guys to, next time you're having a conversation, whether it be a family member, whether it be a friend, whether it be, uh, you know, your son or your daughter, you know, ask them, what is motivating you to be successful right now? Exactly. I love that. And be honest with them. And if it's a kid. I don't want you yelling at me. I don't want to fail this class. That's great. Yeah. Because that's honestly, that is the honest answer. If I was a kid in the sixth grade and I knew I had barely passing two of my five classes, that's, that is exactly what I'm going to say. And, and Grady, you let up, you let up excellently for our, our next week's topic, pressure and, and the pressure to be successful and the pressure to be that, that person, you know, that, that other people want you to be, um, you know, folks, it is so important. And I can't, I've lived through this literally myself when I, you know, when I switched jobs, I felt pressure. I felt the need to stay at this company that just wasn't a right fit for me. It wasn't the place I needed to be. And honestly, I don't even know where the motivation came from to find better for myself. But I woke up one morning and I was like, I am going to do better than this. Maybe not monetarily, but personally, I'm going to feel better about myself if I leave and when I leave to be somewhere else. All right, guys. So anyways, next week, um, we're going to talk about pressure. But this week, really try and find that motivation, whether it be, you know, with a family member or a friend or, you know, whatever it may be. Just, you know, talk about that motivation, get that conversation going. 
And folks, DM us what you think. We love to hear back from you, even right. if it's a, even if it's a, you did great or that was terrible. Like I said last week, if you stayed for the very end, you got, you got a treat. You got yourself a treat. Okay, you got a treat, folks. Yeah. And make sure to spread the word. Make sure to smile every day and be better today and yeah. tomorrow than you were yesterday. Hey, we love you guys. We appreciate all the feedback, and uh, we'll hear you. We'll uh, you'll be hearing from us next week. Stay motivated, people. Much Cheers. love. <laughs>